Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of Tea with Maki. On today's episode we have another special guest, um, this time in Osvaldo Borges. He's the creative director behind DeSanti Studio. It's a streetwear brand um, created in Manchester and it focuses on being different, making you stand out, being proud of the clothing you wear and allowing that to be um, an almost like an armor for yourself and for you to feel proud and powerful um, that's the big message he has with this brand and really this interview is just about getting to know him better getting to know the brand better getting to you know understand um, what makes him tick creatively and why he's um, created his new collection, I, the Dreamers collection, in the way he has, and yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Um, how are you doing, first of all? Yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Um, good to hear. Been busy, but um, yeah. yeah, man, we're good. Yeah. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, I guess we'll just start with if you want to talk through who you are and what you're about, really. Yeah. Okay, so uh, my name is Osvaldo Borges. Uh, I'm, how can I say, uh, I found Desanti, uh, mm. creative director, I guess, uh, a designer, uh, upcoming yeah. designer, really. And yeah, that's all, that's it, right? You're not really selling yourself, are you? Okay. <laughs> creative designer of a, uh, of a brand. Um, do you want to talk know about. I'm not really. Yeah, go on. Go on, sorry. I'm not really good at like selling myself, bro, I'll be honest. Really? I'm really not. That's you just let your work about. talk for you kind of thing yeah i guess um uh, yeah i guess um just talk about your brand a bit um when did you launch what mm. how did it come about kind of thing so i've been working so i started off by making clothes for myself because mm. um i didn't have uh funds to actually invest in like designer clothing yeah uh or not even just designer clothing just clothing that the reason why I say designer clothing is because designer clothing is more um, like has like unique uh, features that you can't find like anywhere else. You know, mm. it's like H and M, top man. Um, so yeah, so that was lacking in my wardrobe, and I mean, whenever whenever I did find something, like I said, I couldn't afford it. So I thought, okay, how about I just create clothes that fit my body um, and just suits me. From there. Uh, I think I was at I was in college at the time. Yeah, so about like seventeen ish. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Sixteen, seventeen. I was in college, and basically, I, I made friends. I went to like a brand new college that I didn't know anyone. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I kind of gained. Um, I'd say, I say I fit into like a certain group simply because of the of the things that I was into. So in mm. terms of music, uh, fashion sense, and also. Um, just the way I just the way I see things, uh, so yeah, I made friends through like obviously just being myself, yeah. and also um, I was studying media at the time okay. as well. So there was a lot of uh, video editing, uh, photography, um, graphic design, uh, yeah, anything to do with media really. So I kind of picked some skills on that, and obviously I was never really like a, a serious student, so. My passion for fashion kind of like took yeah. over that, and every every single thing that 
um, like all my work uh, in college would be around like fashion. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and this was in uh, I think 2000, 2016. Yeah, 2016. start of 2016. Okay. Yeah, that's when I started to actually like find my um, my passion uh, yeah. in fashion. So like, um, obviously you studied media in college. Was that something you were like really looking into? Like, was there was there like an end goal with that before before the before the Santi really took off? Uh, not really, bro. I'll be honest. It can't. It was just honestly an interest. Yeah. Um, it was literally just because I couldn't find any other clothes mm. any, like anywhere else, and I'm a creative person, so. I always found like pleasure in in create in creating things. Um, yeah, like ever since, bro, since I've been, I think since the age of like four, I've really? been I've always been like drawing. Yeah. Um, I've always been into like, yeah, stuff like all that sort of artistic things. And I guess um, in college, I guess I actually found that. I guess that's my purpose, really, yeah. in life, really, because I never really took anything else serious. I tried doing. I tried going down the football route yeah. that everyone goes through, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that didn't work out. So, yeah. broken ankle, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna ask as well. So you started essentially creating your own clothes because mm-hmm. you you didn't really like anything from like H and M things like that. Um, yeah, yeah. What did you do when you started? Were you like tailoring like the fits? Were you doing screen printing on the t-shirts? Like what what kind of stuff were you doing? Um, well, bro, I say I say um, I couldn't find anything on the shop, but yeah. when I look back at it, the things that I was that I wanted that I was actually looking for were pretty basic. Yeah. So how I started, I started off with literally like a hoodie, but at the time there was no hoodie with embroidery on it. Mm. It was all just like print. And I kind of, I don't know why, but I like feeling, I like feeling mm. like textures and all that stuff. So I think I found that fascinating as well. And so, so yeah, I, buy, I basically just made like an oversized like hoodie and bought, like basically just put like a DeSanti print yeah. in the middle. I've actually got pictures of it on my, on really? my Google Drive somewhere. Right. Yeah, it's a very basic design, but, um, mm. but it was like, it was, it was minimal, but it was, it was simple, but effective. So like, time, yeah. um, I, I guess you have to learn on the go kind of thing, like with the embroidery yeah, stuff and, yeah. and designing and, mm-hmm. um, cause you did media, I guess th- that must have helped a lot with the sort of graphics that you were creating. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. And just to go yeah. into like the name of the brand Asante, obviously it means mm. of saints in Portuguese, I believe. Um, yeah. how did Sorry, that, in, in how, Italian, in Italian, oh shit. My bad. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, <laughs> I should have known that. I've, I've got it written down as well. Um, how did that kind of come about? Was that something that was always in your head, or was it just like a spare of the moment Google Translate? <laughs> See, you know, you know what it is. It's, it's like, it's just weird how the like the whole world, the universe, just connects like mm. later. But yeah. initially, this is how it started. So, I was in a medium with, with my friend and like i told him i want a brand i just don't know what to call it mm. but i want i just know that i want it to sound expensive <laughs> right yeah i just want it to sound expensive because before that i was i was still creating like i had like a little t-shirt brand that i was working on and 
it was called, it was like called OTR, like only the realists, and like names like that mm. was just basically devaluing the the brand. Yeah, okay. I was a kid, so you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. It's one of them. It's one of them phases that you go through. But yeah. then I changed it. No, I didn't change it. Then I was like, you know what? I want to start fresh, and I actually want to have a brand with a. I want I want to take it to like a high level, um, like the same as like Gucci. Obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like dreaming big, but that's just how it's got to be. No, so like do. Dior, yeah. Gucci, like I want it to be in that sort of category. Yeah. So, my first name that I came that I came with was Valentino Di Sani. I don't know why, but I think I was seeing a lot of people wearing Valentinos at the time, and I guess that's what influenced the idea. Um, but then I thought, nah, there's already a bla- there's already a bla- uh, a brand, sorry, called Valentino. Mm. So let me just take the Valentino off and just put Di Santi. Um, at that time as well, I was inspired by like Italian Italian art. Uh, me and my friend would really like go into like museums and research all that stuff. So that's where that name came from, and then. Later on, as I was basically just doing the brand, etc., I came to realize that, like, one of my... I didn't realize, I just remembered that, oh, wait, one of my uncles, my great uncles, was called Santos, and that's really? where the name comes from. Yeah, yeah. And really? then... And he, like, meant, like, a lot to my mom because... Yeah. Um, yeah, my mom basically grew up with her dad, and he was basically the father figure mm. that she had in her life. So it's kind of something to uh, to just remember him by, yeah. really, because everything, everything, the message of the brand, which is like value yourself and you know this whole like dreamer concept, um, he kind of put, he kind of embedded that sort of mentality uh, into my mum, and then my mum mm. kind of passed that down to me. Do you get it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's where the name came from. So it's that you kind of stumbled upon it, but mm-hmm. later on mm-hmm. you kind of realised that actually this does have a deeper meaning, meaning within myself yeah. and and within the roots of of the brand um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was was the italian just because of valentino was there more like wow uh, the italian was just i didn't i didn't want it to i didn't want it to be my i didn't want my name to be on it at first mm. i really didn't want anyone to know that i had a brand um yeah. because obviously i had the other like thing that i was doing the little t-shirt brand mm. and that was like um it's bad in it. It was so bad. So people were like, "All right, I didn't want the thing that I had in my head. I was thinking of what people want was gonna was gonna think." Yeah. Uh, so I was like, "Okay, the people think that I don't know anything about fashion, which I didn't." Well, yeah. I didn't want anyone to think that, so I thought, "Okay, let me just do a brand. No one knows about. It. I'm just gonna promote it as if like I really love the brand, basically." And then after a while, as I started gaining more knowledge on everything that I was doing and going along the journey I was like okay I mean I'm just gonna label it like it's me yeah so like with that as well did you find in the early stages that you didn't have a lot of people that you could kind of count on for support um Mm. especially like when you're starting a brand it must be quite scary quite daunting you've got a lot of things and it's very personal to you so it's like every single decision it's you know you're emotionally invested in it's like a little baby isn't it in, in a sense so did you find that there weren't many people you felt like could would have supported it or would have probably just insulted you a bit or uh yeah so i was like before i started the basically with the other the other brand kind of like has a big influence in this whole design thing because mm. i kind of went through i had friends when i was doing the other brand and yeah. um 
they basically weren't supporting the whole the whole um the whole thing that i was doing right and so i was kind of like traumatized by it and i'm not gonna lie it kind of, other things were going on in life as well yeah and it kind of led to it kind of put me in like a a deep situation like i was suffering from depression throughout for a bit and then basically the brand is what kind of got me out of it uh simply because when i was starting it like as i was starting it and i started college i wanted to do everything new etc um i had friends the, the the friends that i made in college were actually very supportive yeah and they basically like gave me uh, energy to actually take things on mm. yeah like they were really good people and they like yeah so they helped me out a little bit i didn't have loads of people but i guess i had the right people for that time mm. yeah and i guess um with your style and and stuff what what's inspired that is it is it certain cultures is it celebrities um brands like what was growing up what's what's really inspired that style in you um growing as my mom my parents would always uh like try their hardest to dress me well Hmm. like even with a small budget like the like we don't come from a, a rich like background yeah. or anything, but they would like hundred percent for, for in that time. Um, they would obviously make me like look as trendy as possible, mm. and so it's kind of started from there. My mum was dressing me up until the age of like ten, I think mm. ten. And then then I started to like like try to like start picking my own outfits, and I guess it was purely from the music I'd listen like my subculture. Yeah. So that would be, you know, the R and B, um, like that like hip hop culture. Yeah. I've never really been into the whole UK UK vibe. I've really? Been, yeah, no, nah, I've never like I've had a tracksuit there and there, but that's yeah. only because of like you you basically when you're in high school you kinda of follow the crowd and things. Yeah. But even then like I'd style the tracksuit differently. Like people would oh if you used to ask anyone that knows me, like they wouldn't think I mean, aside from accent, they probably wouldn't think that like I belong here. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like this, they can see a lot of influence from uh, the US side of things. Yeah. So, so yeah, because you kind of mentioned like the oversized jumpers, mm. which in in the UK you don't really get a lot of like oversized t-shirts, but in America it's like Not quite really. a quite a big thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess what, are you more like a jeans kind of guy or? Uh, I'm. I'm. I like everything, bro. I like to experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like. I just like fits. I like I like to see how uh, things sit on my body. Yeah. I would try other clothing, like other sort of other sort of like products, but there's like a there's like an issue, basically with like the whole with the way the body is. Like sometimes my body might not suit someone that's like probably a little bit chunkier than me or mm. a bit taller or a bit smaller. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I do like to see it, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, um, so with with that kind of style, your own personal style, is your brand then a reflection of your style, or do you try and cater to, you know, as many different um, people as you can, and and are you trying to go down the road of just creating a a variety of stuff, or is it more like very niche down into this is the kind of stuff that I want to be selling? Do you understand? Uh, yeah 100 percent. it's it's definitely like i mean it's me really it's a self-reflection mm. of me 
although it is a business i'd still obviously have to do certain pieces that like can cater to a lot of people but the main the whole brand the image of it is a reflection of like who i am because it is a personal brand at the end of the day like it was it was meant to be just like a desanti just desanti studio um but even that like desanti studio don't even come from isn't just like that doesn't even come from my uncle even mm. that the studio part sorry to go back to um, the first question but the studio part is like to me is my world so when i was in high school i'd get up to like a lot of trouble and basically instead of sending me to isolation i'd be staying in the art rooms like the art studios there mm-hmm. uh when i started the brand i started off in like a media media room which to me i call that a studio yeah i've always been around this whole like um anything that's out to anything that is like a creative space to me is a studio mm. um and obviously a studio but i obviously with the whole brand i basically made the studio like a whole world yeah yeah i'll it's definitely cr- elaborate that more yeah no it's crazy cuz like i'm not i'm not a very artistic kind of person so like for me in mm. high school um an art class was just an art class it was just a room yeah. with like you know paints and brushes and whatever and mm. i'm i'm very like much the mess, into about, my... the mess about classroom right yeah yeah it was kind of just like a kind of dos lesson where you you can chill a bit yeah. um and then yeah even with fashion like i'm very much into my fashion now but mm. that's only recently like in terms of style i've i've never had that kind of thought to oh yeah I want to dress myself nice until probably the end of college <laughs> where I'm like 18 right. so it's crazy to see you know you were like 15 16 um mm-hmm. in in high school and you were already very conscious about like your style and and how yeah. you present yourself I guess no 100% yeah. 100% and um just going on back to you know how it's a personal reflection of you um mm-hmm. who then is your target audience in in that vein uh so my target audience would be kids that i guess i i can relate to mm. or people like people my age really i mean just young people that i yeah. can relate to uh and that's with with the music i listen to with i don't know films i watch with it basically my my whole subculture my whole yeah. interests and if anyone that kind of relates to that I guess is my target audience. Um obviously the brand is still quite new. So yeah. it's like we it's like whoever likes it likes it because I ended I'm really not doing this for for anyone else. Um I'm really just doing this to basically for my own pleasure. Like at the end of the day this is it's a business but it'll always be a hobby for me. Yeah. Um so regardless if I make money or not I'm still going to I'm still I'm still going to enjoy it. I mean for the first few years anyway. Yeah. So so yeah, my in terms of target audience, yeah, it's just people that I can 100% relate to. And people that want to like people that want to go into the room and let their presence be known. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead so it's of like a powerful kind of statement. Yeah, 100%. That's definitely something that um that I want people to feel in my clothing because the whole if you look at the logo, it's got valorizate in and that's basically value yourself in Portuguese. Yeah. Now, my target audience. Let's say if I yeah, let's talk about Katagans then. Okay, cool. So, 
my target audience would be um, not someone that looks for value, but someone that knows their value. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. let's say let's say the cloth anything. Let's say if you was to buy clothing from me, the emotion that I want you to feel is when you buy this, you're gonna hundred percent feel yourself. Do yeah. I mean, you're gonna want you're gonna want to flex, and you know when you look good you feel good yeah absolutely and you've and your value your value goes up like mm. immensely like if you're not if you're looking um bummy or you're just not looking right you're not really going to feel yourself in that way uh so yeah that's the energy that i'm trying to put across um in people especially yeah. because i didn't really like when i was starting i didn't really have i didn't really feel that self-value myself mm. until i met you know my friends and they gave me that that uh, that extra push for me to uh, start the whole thing so were, were you quite doubtful in the early stages then of like just everything yeah. and pursuing it and yeah, like 100%. what what really motivated you I guess to really push the brand what was the kind of pivotal moment where you thought you know what this could actually work this could this could be a big brand or was it just uh, just a constant belief that you just like yeah fuck it I'm just gonna keep pushing keep pushing yeah uh, so at the start, I was very doubtful. Um, but in fact, not even really at the start. Like when I was when I was kind of going through it, I was very like very doubtful, like one hundred percent doubtful. As I started to meet my friends, I started to gain more morale. Yeah. I was starting to gain more confidence. And as you know, when you're getting when you're like at that age, you're kind of trying to figure out. Even like till now, really, you're still, you're trying to figure out like what your purpose is what mm. you're trying to do like where you want to be I guess at that time um, because I was alone uh, from like my them, them years I was, uh, I, was fig- I had time to figure myself out to get it and fig- figure out what I wanted in life and I guess it just got to a point where I was like you know what I don't really I know where I want to be you know yeah. what I mean I need to do this to get to where I want to be I'm just going to start working on it regardless of mm. what anyone thinks. I mean, because you can't really let people stop you from from what you want to do. At the end of the day, like, people really don't want to... People really... They're not going to pay your bills. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to... They're not going to... You know what I mean? When you're down, they're not going to be there to help you. Mm. I mean, they're not going to take you out of a situation unless they've obviously got love for you, but you can't expect that from people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to really figure things out for yourself. So... And when you when you get that embedded into your head and your mindset, like everything just moves forward. You really just do things. Uh, you just you really just do what you have to do in order to get to where you want to be. It's crazy that you got that mindset so early as well. Like, how old are you now? Uh, twenty-one. Yeah, so same age as me, really. But um, yeah. you you I guess the brands really helped you to like mature in yourself and understand kind of yeah. the world and and the people around you. Because I feel I feel like a lot of people will just um talk shit on their friends and be like you know if, if my friends aren't supporting that means they don't like me blah 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 and mm. but then you also realize that like looks everyone's got their own struggles in it and you know yeah, everyone's 100%. got to pay their own bills and you can't expect everyone exactly. to exactly you know the thing is as well even though my before the the brand um before this, this brand i had the other one yeah but then like of course my friends are not like of course I'd get it. They'd have to support me, but they don't. They, sorry, they. I want them to support me, but they yeah. don't have to. Mm. Do you know what I mean, like, it's not like. 
why why would you feel why the way i see things now right i don't expect support from no one it's Mm. like if you want to do it do it yeah i mean like with me when i support people i don't i don't know if they expect it and i just do it out of my own heart yeah and i want people to do that for me as well i don't want it to ever be a thing where it's forced yeah and yeah it's forced now 100 like even even with like anyone that has that i've worked with if the energy is not there honestly i don't work with them Mm. It might be. It might sound bad for like, a, like in business in business perspectives, but and obviously I'm learning to like trying to curve away from that. But like the thing that kind of brought me to obviously I'm not saying I'm big now, but the thing that's kind of brought me to where I am now in terms of like um, where where the brand is because uh, it's in a good position right yeah. now. Um, it's kind of just everything. Nothing's been forced. Like, I've worked with um, like very like talented people and. Yeah it's always been it's always been easy so so yeah, yeah i think i think that's quite good you said like um it's bad in terms of a business perspective but i feel like you value your own happiness above everything surely that's a good thing really isn't it because it means like you know in the future when when you have certain business proposals if you don't vibe with someone then is there a point really um in working with them just going on from that kind of point um, what's then been the biggest challenge for you um, growing this brand? Growing the brand, um, every day is a challenge, bro, I'll be yeah. honest. Um, every day, uh, there's always something new. So, I mean, at the start, the challenge was really basically starting mm. and also getting my eyes on, getting like the brand's eyes on, sorry, getting the brand on in people's eyes so yeah yeah um because obviously i didn't know anyone i had like a small group of friends and i guess i was just i just i was active i just had to be everywhere <laughs> um meet people and just be in people's faces hmm. um so yeah at the start it was that getting it in people's eyes on people's eyes sorry uh then when oh yeah then it was then I was buying like jeans from, I was buying jeans from Man of the Voir. So okay, yeah. basically every time Man of the Voir went into a sale, cause we used to do that quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I used to like get jeans, all the jeans from their website or I'd go to the sample sale and just get like loads of pairs and basically customize them. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I guess I was, that, that was hard because obviously I'd have to literally sit there and draw. I enjoyed it, it was therapeutic, but it was kind of hard because I was getting paid to do it and mm. it was getting like let's say someone would want let's say someone would need it for tomorrow I'd, and obviously back then I didn't have money so I needed a way to make money quick yeah so I was doing that and it was like yeah it was just a lot to handle mm. um also and even now bro even now like it's still things are still quite hard Like I'm dealing with manufacturers now mm. and manufacturers are really like the dicks bro I'm sorry, sorry to say but yeah, like no. they don't they they just like they don't really take your work serious especially when you're a new brand mm. do you know what I mean they, they really like procrastinate a lot of things um, obviously at the start like I'm only starting to work with manufacturers now so I'm still taking like a few L's um, in like working with them yeah. um, obviously I do have a knowledge but even that it doesn't it doesn't help like I feel like manufacturers will always be a problem always mm. be a problem there's like deadlines that i want to meet and yeah so like how do and you yeah. 
Yeah, go on. Funds, it's like money as well. Yeah. But I did, I did not start off with like a high budget. But yeah. when I tell you about the sample sale, I was, I started off with 50 pounds. Really? Um, yeah, I started off with 50 pounds and yeah, man, I just basically made the most out of that. Got equipment. Basically, I only bought like two jeans mm. that time as well. So, and then I got equipment with it, like drawing equipment. So Crazy. yeah, I built obviously brick, but is is quite hard as well. So you literally built most of your brand off um, the sale of two jeans, I guess, which is crazy basically. to think. Yeah. Um, yeah I was going to ask yeah. as well, um, with in terms of like dealing with manufacturers and dealing with, I guess you, you must have certain customers that might complain or stuff. And um, mm. are you quite a patient person then? Are you quite, because um, I, I guess you would have to be if, if you got to deal with all these um, problems on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I'm learning to be. I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to lie, but I'm not, I'm not a patient person at yeah. all. Like, I like, see when I've got an idea, I like to start it straight away, straight get away, it done. Yeah. And because the, if I don't do that, I feel like the excitement will go. Mm. I mean, so when, once, once, that, uh, once that gas is with, is with me, I like to just use it to like just yeah. accelerate, you know what I mean, straight away and just go. Um, but obviously now I'm learning to be patient. Now I'm learning how this whole fashion thing works, and yeah, I'm just going along with it. And Take in terms of really. yeah, in terms of like your team, is it just you and who else have you got working in um, behind the scenes? Uh, so with um, it's not me anymore. It's not just me anymore. Um, I do have. I do have like, is it? Yeah, I do have like four people, um, okay. like in like the office working with me. Yeah. Uh, and then other than that, let's say I probably outsource a few things. Um, so I, I guess I do have like a network of people that help me out. Yeah. Mm. So uh, into, it's a small business. Yeah. Um, and then going back, I guess, um, to your earlier past. What was your childhood like, uh, growing up, and where where did you grow up? Uh, so I was born in Angola. Uh, I moved from there to Portugal. Uh, as Portugal, nah, to be fair, I don't remember too much about Portugal. Like mm. when I was at that age, quite um, early though. I stayed there. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I stayed there for for like four years, four yeah. to five years or something. And then ever since then, I just basically uh, moved to the UK mm. and. Yeah, every like every now and again, I go back to Portugal. But in terms of my childhood, I I grew up playing football, um, yeah. as every like kid does. Well, most kids, sorry. Mm. And yeah, man, like I'm not gonna. Life was life was hard growing up, really. Um, I don't come from a poor family at all. It's just that basically, my mom had me when she was like a very like she was young, like yeah. hella young, and basically. It's a bit personal. I don't know if mm. nah, I don't mind saying this. Yeah. So basically, she kind of got like, um, how can I say, neglected by her okay. family because, like, in Africa, you know what I mean. This is that's that's like bad. Like you having a kid early and stuff. So yeah. So basically, everything, every single like thing that my mum had, uh, that my dad had as well, they basically had to leave that, and basically figure everything out on their own. Mm. So they moved from there 
to Portugal and then from Portugal to here. So you can imagine like without having the support of like your family back home, um, imagine like your age, right, our age yeah. right now, um, us having like a, a whole family and we're moving to like a completely different country where we don't know the language. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't, we know a few people there um, and it's like, we have no money at all. Yeah. So yeah, so growing up, we didn't really have much things uh, for us, but so yeah, that obviously like, affected a few things uh, like growing up. But my mom, my parents always liked worked hard to uh, to like find me the best things. Like I still went to a good school. Hmm. I still had like decent clothes. Uh, yeah, my parents sacrificed a lot, man. Thinking yeah. about it, yeah, man. Hundred percent. Yeah. And do you think like I ask a lot of people this question, but you've got quite a work ethic. You must have because you've you're running yeah. a a whole brand. Um, do you think a lot of that stems from just um, kind of wanting to owe your parents something and and you know knowing that you you face such challenges in the early parts of your life? Do you think that's really helped? with your own kind of work ethic and your own um, desire yeah. and drive? Yeah, 100%. Like one thing, one thing uh, about my family, um, especially my mum, hmm. she's always been like a dreamer. Like she always hmm. tells me stories about before she like had a, before she had me, uh, her and a friend would, would always like paint a picture of how they want their child to be, what they want the child to dress. Hmm. Like my mum used to say like, she used to collect magazines and say my kid's gonna end up in this magazine etc we get in america and shit like that yeah um sorry to swear uh, no, no, it's, it's fine right? yeah it's fine it's yeah fine, don't worry. um so yeah stuff like that and i guess that kind of passed down to me as well and obviously right now because my parents have done so much with the like with the bare minimum that they had yeah. i like, literally basically had nothing but and i only realized that they had basically had nothing as like now that i'm growing up and yeah. being like very independent before that, I used to think my, my parents were good. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's how they made it out to me. So now that I know, like, the reality of things, I, I, I have to, like, give it them back. I have to hmm. work, like, my ass off and do everything that they wanted, uh, that they wanted to do at their age. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's all, like, to give me a good life, but obviously it's the way around now. Yeah. Yeah, they sacrifice their young their young ages to basically build me so mm. i want to sacrifice my young ages to obviously make make them kind of go back to what they missed out on yeah i like that yeah. i like that and um obviously you talked about your mum having these dreams and and about you and um kind of segues nicely into your latest collection which you've mm-hmm. titled the dreamers collection do you want to talk to us about that and what's really inspired that um this this whole collection i guess yeah so this collection um i've done previous coll- like collections before but this collection in specific was been has been the most personal one hmm. um that i've ever done because it literally like every single thing that um that i worked for um was kind of it actually it wasn't embedded it wasn't uh, put into the video in the way that i wanted to but if I explain it, I think you guys like will understand like what mm. the whole the whole idea behind it. So, like I said, growing up, my, sorry, my mom was a dreamer. Yeah. So that whole uh, mindset of working hard, you know what I mean, doing every, do whatever you can to to make things happen, um, was embedded into me. So, 
obviously that's the stage that I'm on right now. So that's that that's why it relates to me. Like right now I'm a dreamer. I'll always yeah. be a dreamer. So um so it so it goes like to that, goes on to that. Also, um I want I'm not the only dreamer in this world. I mean everyone has something that they they want to work towards or if not they will be they will have something soon do you get it mm-hmm. so uh so yeah i guess i guess i wanted to basically inspire touch people uh, in that sense and give people that drive because like i said uh, when you wear my clothes i want you to feel no, i want you to feel something i don't want you to just feel like you're wearing just a pe- a garment yeah. like just a t-shirt or jeans or a hoodie i don't want you to feel that i want you to feel like okay i'm wearing this now I'm gonna get up. That was you're already up. <laughs> now I'm gonna do something today. Do something productive, because um, I feel good basically. So yeah. Mm. Uh, with, oh yeah. Also, with the music that I used on that video as well, it was um, it was inspired by like the music that my parents would listen to growing up. Oh, yeah. um, so they would listen to like bit like loads of like old school like groove like jazz sort of stuff as well as obviously the cultural things from there but my my dad especially like he was introduced to like the he's more like int- he was introduced to every single like all types of music mm. growing up because my granddad he, he was like music lover he loved it um so yeah and also my my granddad and my mom and my dad my mom's side sorry yeah um so that obviously played a part and then on the second part of it um i'm a christian I basically grew up around church. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that helped me out with this whole dreamer thing because going church like it gave me like a lot of uh, a lot of confidence. Like yeah. when I was when I when I was suffering from depression and shit, um, I was literally like in church almost like every day. And yeah, my every yeah even even in church I was learning or just do whatever you want. No one's gonna pay your bills. Uh, trust God and everything's gonna go like in the way that it should go mm. um so yeah i wanted to i wanted to put that in the video because that's actually what made me even that's what helps me start the brand as well yeah do you get it and that specific song that was like a song that my mom would listen to wow that noise um that's a song that my mom would listen to like every sunday like before we go to church um so yeah that's crazy so it's it was, the song this yeah yeah, sorry, I'll just try to finish off. Uh, my, that song, it's called Sondami Uzami. Okay. So that's, it's like, a, it's by a Brazilian singer called Aline Barros. Mm. And basically what it means is, God used me, basically, like, so I can be like a reflection of you, like, of what you want me to do in this world, do mm. you know what I mean? What you want this world to be, like, use me to, I want to help you basically get, get that. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's why I put that song in. I love that. So the whole collection is almost like, you know, on the one hand, you've got the kind of dreamer within you and the dreamer within mm-hmm. everyone. And you're kind mm-hmm. of um, allowing people to express that when they wear your clothes. And then on the other hand, you've got um, your kind of spiritual connection and, and how that yeah. ties in quite nicely with the, the, the idea of being a dreamer, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, you had um, horses as well, didn't you, in that video? Was yeah. that something again just to like um reiterate that that whole idea of of a dreamy kind of scenario was that something yeah. that was your idea or yeah yeah so i wanted to add the horses so that uh yeah like you said um, especially like a white horse 
So it basically gives off that sort of dreamy effect. You know what I mean? And also, um, my parents, just to relate back to my parents again, my parents would listen to, like, back in the day, I don't know what it is, but there was this, I think, I think using horses in the music video was like a trend. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the music videos that my dad loves, like, absolutely goes crazy. But every time I put the song on, he's like, ah, them times. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's always like that. Um, so I basically put that in the video just to, yeah, like I said, just to keep it like true to myself and true mm. to the things that like I grew up on. Yeah. Uh, as well as obviously the dreamer thing. Every every single thing um, that I experienced and that I believe in, obviously, it kind of just basically merged together and kind of created this video. Yeah. And yeah. with the collection itself, what can we expect in terms of like the clothing and? Yeah. Mm. Um. So it's gonna be like, I'm definitely gonna be. Oh, everything's gonna be exclusive. Yeah. Everything's going to be um, because it's gonna be handmade as well. It's handmade products. Uh, okay. Sorry, in terms of jeans. Yeah. Uh, and the cargos as well. Um, about t-shirts. That's not gonna be handmade, but it will be of. of obviously like using luxury luxury materials like luxury fabrics uh yeah definitely 100 percent take my time with everything this collection took me like literally i think i've been doing it since since december since really? i've been working on it since december and to be fair that's not really a long time when it comes to like fashion mm. some people like do things in a year in advance um but for me for someone that's new to this obviously there's it takes for me that's a long time yeah so so yeah i really took my time with this collection i really uh wanted to make sure that the customer gets every single thing that they deserve because i'm not gonna lie, i've got the best customers like ever but mm. i've got customers that keep returning and i'm not saying i'm not saying i don't know why because obviously it's because i'm giving them a good service um but it's like without them i wouldn't because like the brand would not like grow Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah. And then obviously, um, your drop is thirtieth of July, I believe. Which yeah, that is, is tomorrow. Two days tomorrow. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, and it'll be online, won't it? Yeah, yeah, it will be online. Yeah, it was meant to be a big thing. Um, I did have a few things lined up with like some uh, retail retail stores, like some high fashion retail stores. Yeah. Um, but obviously this covid thing happened so it kind of messed up the plans but mm. i do trust god so it must it must happen for a reason i guess yeah. there must be something better coming so mm. yeah that kind of leads me nicely into the next question because i was going to ask um how has quarantine really affected your business uh it's affected the business because um i've been quiet for ages like like i said i've been planning this collection since december um, if COVID never really happened, um, it probably would have been here maybe at the start of summer. Like mm. we're coming to the end of summer, so yeah. um, it's a bit hard. Uh, so yeah, like everything was delayed. Um, nothing was moving. Uh, people were obviously cautious. With to be fair, I was getting a few sales actually, but things just died out because people yeah. were cautious with mm. what they're spending the money on, of course. Uh, so it definitely 100% slowed things down. Um, but I mean, I just kept persevering, uh, kept working, and now it's 
I know all that effort's been it's gonna it's coming back yeah and and with the collection as well is it something that will be very limited in terms of like the number of um mm. clothes you're gonna produce or is it something that you'll just keep kind of if it, if it sells out you'll just make more of or is it more yeah that, if it if it, if sells, it sells out, out mm. if it sells out i probably will do like i will do like a second run yeah um I think you see one thing that uh, upcoming businesses do is they kind of like to keep their product e- exclusive. Yeah. However, I don't really think that's that's a logical thing to do. I'll be honest, because no one like when you're starting out, no one knows who you are. Mm. You need to get your things on a, as many people as possible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't make sense to act as if like you're an off-white or. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or like a Louis Vuitton where you're doing like certain pieces uh, and you literally, lay- obviously you can label it and do whatever to make it like fancy. But if you're going to say, if you're going to make 50 products and it sells out, like it's, it's a good product, carry on doing it again. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you, you, you have a business. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a business that you want to see. If it's a business that you want to see succeed and you want to take it to a next level, these are the things that you've got to do. So. I don't understand why people don't really, um, you know, reload the stock. But I, yeah, I, I guess it's just like, like you said, seeing like off-white and and mm. the sort of um, hype beast culture, if you like. And you yeah. get, a lot of people will kind of fall into the trap of wanting to replicate that and thinking, yeah, if I, if I do this and if I make it yeah. like five pieces and then it'll be very exclusive and then people will resell it. Yeah. it it's just not how it works with like, you know, start or brand, you know, it's, that, that's kind of a stroke of luck, isn't it? More than anything. Yeah, one yeah, of, just relating back to the whole um, restocking thing, I lost out on like, uh, like a, a good amount of money uh, simply because I didn't want to release like something that, something that already sold out. Mm. Okay, so you've, you, you kind of were initially going to do that kind of whole, um, keep it exclusive but then you yeah, yeah. you you learnt very quickly that it just didn't work with your yeah. business you've model, got, I guess. Got, yeah. Exactly. You've got you've really got to. Um, I don't even know if it's an ego uh, issue, but you've really got to accept uh, the stage that you're at and mm. move with move with like the age of your business. Yeah. Um, if your business is new, and you want to you want to get it to that exclusive point, you really want to make sure everyone knows about it. And then when you reach a certain stage, when everyone's hyping off around, around your brand, then you can be exclusive with things. But because you know for a fact that people are going to get it 100%. And, pe- and basically next time, next time you do another exclusive thing, people are going to be after it again and again mm. and again and again. Um, mm. Like a, a wide range of people, not just like certain amount of people. So yeah, just move with like the age of your brand and do what you need to do to get yourself out there but obviously still stick to your brand morals and obviously don't lose your yeah. dignity and things like that mm. still stay true to yourself and how, how do you what's your approach with um promoting your business how do you do it do you just do like sort of social media advertising or do you do like kind of door-to-door leaflets things like that how, how do you like promote that uh i was I just do um, like social media, social media advertising. Mm. Really, my biggest platform right now is is Instagram. Yeah, I'm literally on that every day. So, uh, so yeah, it's literally just that. Um, also, obviously, when you're doing 
you see when you've got a product um, that, add va- that adds value to someone's life people automatically want to work with you mm. um, so well, I, met, I think I met one of my one of my friends actually when I was like starting out and I waited to like expand the brand I was I asked him um, is there any way I can get this on because he, he manages artists right yeah. and the artist that um, that was in topic was, was big or he's getting big at the time and I asked him like what um, is there any way that you can give like my product to this artist mm. or you know what I mean to, to help me promote it and he's he said he basically said I can do that but I don't want to do that yet I want you to basically focus on your brand make it make your products nice make your mm. products uh, so nice to the point where if I give it him he's gonna want to he's gonna want to promote it you know what I mean not something that I say it's okay then it won't be a favor yeah, then it'll be him just wearing it like like anyone else. So yeah, I literally just uh, promote on my own on my my personal page hmm. and yeah, just social media platform. Yeah, and um, I've seen people like H and people like Conan wear your brand. Um, is there anyone mm-hmm. that has really kind of taken you aback and you thought, wow, like this person's wearing my brand? And just to follow up, is there anyone that? you've kind of got your eye on and you want to see them wearing your brand mm. uh, bro this might, this might sound weird but um, every time I'm always shocked by any, anyone that wears my brand like yeah. it doesn't even matter if they're a big celebrity or anything like that honestly I've been I've been out and I see people wearing like my jeans I'd be like really? well <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean I'd be like well he's wearing like it's literally just someone wearing uh, something that I value something that I take my time with someone that's basically appreciating um, the the craft um, obviously it is a it is a big thing as well that uh, like high like influential people um, are wearing it as well um, but it's not it's just a shocking of seeing like a, a stranger uh, on the street wearing it uh, if there's anyone that I really it wouldn't someone that I really want to wear my stuff has to be like my biggest influence of all time like literally Chris Brown bro. Chris Brown nice yeah okay. man biggest biggest influence that's crazy I used to dance um, like him bro I used to, I used really? to like stand in front, yeah bro I used to stand in front of the t- in front of the TV whenever he came on and start like break dancing and shit are you, are you quite good <laughs> then really, really, <laughs> Nah, nah. <laughs> just I try, I try. <laughs> you try, um, yeah. And I guess um, we'll just that leads us on to um, the last question I want to ask you, and it's mm. a scenario. So you're at a dinner party hosted by you, right. and you're allowed to invite three people, dead or alive. Who are you picking? Dead or alive? Dead or alive? <sighs> three people, man. Yeah. Ah. Uh. This okay. always gets people. All right, Michael Jackson. Yeah. For one. Yeah, man. It, uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, who else? Michael Jackson. Obviously, oh, sorry, of course, Chris Brown. Yeah. And the last one. Oh, bro. You got <laughs> me here, man. You got take, me Take here. your time. Take Actually, your time. Who's, what's his name, man? 
Bro, can I, can we can we do this in categories? Right? Can we just say three go on, artists go on. then? Go on. Uh, okay, so three artists would be Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, and A Boogie. I'd say. Okay. Um, actors, sorry, no actors, just anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, the actor, okay. yeah, sick yeah. actor. Um, P Diddy. Okay. And and. Um, I'd say, I'd say Rihanna. Rihanna, like that. Yeah, man. Okay, so now I'm gonna um, give you a difficult decision because we only have three chairs in the house. (laughs) So you're gonna have to kick three of them out. (laughs) Right, right, okay. I I knew you were gonna do this. Uh, All right, okay. You know what? I'd say P Diddy. Because this guy will he'll, he'll speak some facts into me and he's just got like good energy around him. Um, Chris Brown, because yeah. it'll just be lit being around him. Mm. And uh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg, man. Mark Wahlberg, awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, thank you. Um, I guess that's it, Appreciate really. It. And um, hopefully, I'll come to see your brand. Um, in in gleaming lights in the future and maybe chris brown will wear your stuff one day no 100 percent. yeah but it's been a pleasure man thank you for no. coming on cheers um, man i appreciate it bro no worries i'll see you later right. see yeah man take care bro be sure to follow osvaldo and desanti studio on instagram i'll put the links in the description and make sure you check out the dreamers collection um on his website which i'll also put in the description and until next time i'll see you guys later